Welcome to the Zeitgeist Lab. My name is Alex. Ooh, did we get that on the mic? Get what? What did you just pop cracking something? Open a, cracking open this peach, uh, this peach tea. Oh, peach tea. Okay. I tried to crack right right in front of the computer speaker. So okay. Well, I'll I'll make sure that I like boost the audio on that. Wanted to get a good start to the episode. Absolutely. So that's my co-host Brian. Since instead of introducing yeah. himself, he introduced his peach tea. <laughs> uh, Brian, how are you doing this Sunday evening? Awake. Awake. Okay, that's good. So that's more than I can say for uh, myself for most of this week. <laughs> so we've got a lot to cover this week, actually, which I found surprising in doing my research. So I don't want to oh, drag right, out. All right too much at the top, but I do want to find out, sounds like you have at least a semi-interesting story about your phone and an Uber ride. And I've been, I've been patiently waiting to hear this on mic. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can go into that real quick. Okay. Um, yeah. So I don't, do we do, the, does the audience know I'm a caregiver? That's my job. I don't, I, I mean, don't you often refer to clients. I don't think you've ever specifically yeah. said okay, cool. what you do necessarily. Well, I am a caregiver. Uh, that's that's what I've been doing for the last four or five years now. <coughs> it's like 2016. Um, it's shitty work. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> y- y- people will think you're a good person, which is a plus, but... Um, they don't pay you enough. It's understaffed. It's underpaid. People leave all the time. It's a very thankless job for the most part. Don't do it unless you want people to think you're a good person. Well, fuck that. Which is not why I do it. I do it because I need to stay employed. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, um, my schedule, my work schedule changed to where my weekend client became my main client. And this this week, so I don't normally work during the week with him. I don't know what his week is like. Um, so that entailed um, us going out in the community together. Um, we can't like, um, but on Tuesday he sent me out by myself to go get him some groceries at Aldi's. Do you have Aldi's in the Midwest? Or not uh, the Midwest? What the hell? Uh, this is yeah, outside the Midwest. Uh, no, we don't. We don't have all these out here. I'm familiar with it though because I used to work at like a call center for debit cards, and a lot of our customers would have all these on their transaction history. So I am familiar oh. with it, but I've never been to one. Yeah, they're they're fucking weird. Really, they, it costs twenty five dollars for a cart. Or I mean, twenty five cents. Oh, okay. A quarter for a cart. Uh-huh. You need to pay for your bag. Unless you bring your own. Okay. And then like it like the insides look really Soviet, like Soviet. Really weird. Like just like kind of dystopian Soviet, kinda of like this is like all the food we have in one building that's left in the world. I, mean, I don't it's, know, this looks like a grocery store. Looking. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a very depressing looking food grocery store okay and it's, it's very small and nothing is like ne- the things that are like there's like no sections oh really it's all like there's like candy next to dog food next to like 
fucking hamburger helper. It makes no fucking sense. I, I went in there with a whole list that my client gave me. My client has Huntington's disease, which is like a physical disability where it's like you have like involuntary movements a lot. It's very far along and the, the speech is slurred because, because of it. So um, he sent me with this like this list that I could barely read, but I knew what was on it and I couldn't find like half the shit he wanted. Okay. And I Ubered there because I didn't know how to get there. I don't know where this place is. And then I, I did a round trip for the Uber. And I like, and I, um, who, the, the driver was like supposed to wait for me while I was in the store. So is that, is that how that works? Like I've used Uber before, but I didn't know they had a round trip function. So they have like a feature where the driver waits for you. If you do a round trip, yeah, he, huh, he, okay. they have to. Well, they're supposed I to. found out they don't have to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like already stressed because I have to, I have to like, bar, like bug someone for a quarter. I ended up getting it from the driver anyway. Mm-hmm. But I had, to, but I asked like I asked like one person. I felt like I, I felt like such a dick. And there's like, and it's like a cult. Like these, all these people are like in a cult because there's like no, no one does like the loose cart thing. No one like. When, you know, so like, I was, I was like, I was like, borderline stalking people in the parking lot, like <laughs> waiting for them to put their cart away so I could like take it really quick. Uh-huh. And like, I mean, like, you know, I wanted to do like one of those, like, oh no, don't mind, don't mind me, I'll take it for you. you know? Oh okay, yeah, one of those things. But no, everyone puts it in the cart corral. Like, there are no loose carts. Like, they're like in a cult, you know. And once it's in the corral, you have to pay twenty five cents. To get it out of the corral, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And they're all chained t- together. Like it's really fucked up. I I left mine out in the. I left mine loose, in case <laughs> someone else like me came across. Okay. It, you know. Um, <laughs> so then, I like I, I so I've I'm like already stressed, and then I get my I get my food, I pay for this bag. And like I like I have like three of the th- three of like the ten things my client wanted, so I know he's gonna yell at me. He's not, he's gonna be upset and all mm-hmm. this other shit. And I look around the parking lot, my Uber's gone. What? Dude left. Like he didn't he didn't wait for me. Okay. So then I call another Uber. And like they're like you know, they're like regular, they're normal. Like <laughs> they like got they they drove me to where I needed to go, and you know didn't like you know, betray me on any level. And then yeah. I get back and I'm like, oh, fuck, my phone. And it's really hard to get a phone back without a phone. Right. So I had to go home and, like, um, go through that process. Go on the, I, You know, I went on my laptop and typed in, left my phone in Uber. <laughs> and, like, I, so you have, you have to give them a phone. Your, a different phone number, so I gave my dad's number, and like they contacted my dad. My dad was like, "Yeah, she's the Uber lady's going to Chicago. You'll get your phone tomorrow morning." I was like, "Fuck, okay, I guess." That sucks. So that you had to wait till yeah, the next morning. That was my. That was that was just one day last week. How did you get home? Uh, I called a cab. Okay, like from your I client's phone or something. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that sounds awful. I'm glad you got your phone back. 
Yeah, me too. I I, re- I realized like my phone is like my favorite thing. It's your favorite thing? It's my favorite thing. <laughs> okay, I hope that your cat didn't hear you say that. Well, I don't I don't see my cat as an object. Oh, okay. I don't see I don't see people as objects. I don't see animals as objects. It's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that sounds like a fun story. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, I, I, yeah, it was a uh, not fun to live, but no. Hopefully, people enjoyed that story. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, you missed our guest spot last episode because of because of all of that craziness. That's right. Yeah, that was. I also I missed that because I fell asleep. But yeah. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well. Uh, let's kick it over then to Marsden Ash to talk about the cover for this week's episode, or uh, this album rather, which is Last Stop Suburbia by the band Alistair. All right, welcome back to the Zeitgeist Lab. Marsden Ash here to analyze another cover. Marsden, how are you doing this week? Hello, hello. I'm uh, I'm doing pretty good, you guys. Um, you know, keeping busy. It is not... Uh... Not super terribly cold up here, although perhaps the most uh, like wintry couple weeks that we've had in a little while. Um, not that it's super snowy, but just that for the first time this year, the temperature has been kind of low. So I don't know okay. how are how are things going uh, in your guys' neck of the woods. In Utah, it's been here. Is it in Utah? It's been like spring. Like it's been really nice here the last week or so. So oh, that's delightful. It and, is delightful. But in in Madison, it's. Uh, God, it's 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 insane. I I wait. I guess so, that's not surprising. Midwest. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like a frozen hell here. <laughs> I hate it. It's like we're getting, we're we're seeing negative temperatures. So that's good. It it truly seems like the worst combination there of um, and I mean I'm I'm functioning in Celsius, so I'm, I'm not good at converting to Fahrenheit. Um, but. But uh, for what it is worth, I don't know how literate either of you guys are with Celsius, but Calgary, where I moved here from, is um, oftentimes like minus 20s and sometimes below minus 30s during the winter time. In Celsius? Um, Celsius, yeah. Okay. And, and considering that like for what it's worth, where Celsius and Fahrenheit line up is that like minus 40 Fahrenheit and minus 40 Celsius at the same temperature. Oh, really? So suffice huh. to say when it's like minus 35 in Calgary, that's pretty cold. That is yeah, um, insanely cold. But that being said, it's like super, super dry there because it's a it's a totally landlocked province with like not there's not really like many local lakes or anything like that. And the altitude is also quite high. It's up in the mountains. So the thing there is like it can be in the negative 30s, but because it's so dry if you just like understand how to layer properly, it's absolutely fine. Whereas what Mm -hmm. I'm struggling to get used to here in Ontario is that because it's a wet cold, even though it only gets down to like, you know, minus 10, minus 15 Celsius for at least this year that I've been here, it feels like comparably cold to your like minus 20, minus 25 in Calgary. all of that is to say that uh, in where you are, Brian seems to have like the worst combination of like, like Ontario, it's close to the Great Lakes. So you get that wet cold, 
but yeah. like Alberta, it's also like we're just getting down to those super low temperatures because of like prairie winds and stuff. So yeah. it, it <laughs> seems brutal. I've never spent a winter in that part of America, but like it seems brutal. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm like walking to and from work some days. So I'm like walking like a mile in this shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, dude, it seems like, messed. Even I, I, the only, t- I've only ever really spent time in the Midwest um, on like a road trip that I was going across the States. Mm. And um, we were there during the summertime. And even during summer, it was, it just was cold there. Um, even if like the ambient temperature was warm, there's just like always a cold wind in most of the parts of the Midwest that I stayed in. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah. definitely a good assessment. Yeah. It's, there's, it's, um, there's there's like a weird really yeah like just lingering wind all, at all times it's blowing like, down from up north i guess yeah yeah or, exactly or yeah. even that it seems like as soon as it like gets to evening it's like pretty chilly out like mm-hmm. i was in madison in like august and i recall that i was like dang i should like i should have a jacket on in the evening <laughs> you know it's like it was hot um but anyhow um I believe that we are here this week, not just to talk about temperature. (laughs) Right, yeah. So we are also here, in addition to that, to talk about the cover for this album we've got here in front of us. The band is Alistair. The album is called Last Stop Suburbia. And just to uh, give a little uh, visual description for those of you listening, um, uh, it appears to be like a, a white house. Um, with a very steep roof and it's uh, probably got like, it looks like it's probably an aluminum siding type house, if that matters at all. And at the very peak of this roof, we have someone in what I would describe as like a very pop punk type look, like the yes. baggy pants and a red short sleeve shirt playing his guitar, which appears to be plugged into a power line that's right next to the house. And it's causing something on that power line to, to spark. Is that I was gonna say? Don't call him a pop punk guy because that means something else now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, so that's what that's yeah. what I see, Marston. What what do you see when you're looking at this? Well, I mean, yeah that that is that is all definitely correct. Um, one thing that's kind of weird about it to me is that I I can't tell if it's um if it's like photorealist type art or if there are actual photograph components like the the house and and stuff appear to be drawn but like the the person himself kind of looks like he could be like photography like it could this could be some sort of a mixed media image you know yeah i think it probably is um it is it is funny though um that we had the preamble today that we did because uh speaking of madison and the uh the kind of windy weather there um it looks a little bit stormy in this picture mm-hmm. and as you mentioned the guy is standing on the roof mm-hmm. which incidentally is the first thing that i noticed about that city was that as we were driving into it i was like everyone in this city seems to be hanging out on their roof um so, yeah i saw a lot of people like <laughs> laying on their like on their roof tiles smoking um okay yeah. yeah um yeah i feel like we might have been like driving through a university or college neighborhood so i'm sure that that was like probably i said to say the fact that there was like a lot of people with kind of like sloped gable roofs like this yeah um, 
hanging out up there. Although none of them had plugged a guitar into a, a transformer. <laughs> um, uh, and it was a little uh, sunnier still at that, at that point than it is <laughs> the case in this picture. But all that being said, I, I, that's what I am thinking of now looking at it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, this cover is, uh, I, I will say that compared to some of the other ones that we've looked at recently, it does actually at least have, um, I'm not sure if it's subject matter wise in terms of what's in the image necessarily my cup of tea, but it is um, in terms of like principles of design, I think better put together than some of the ones that we've looked at recently, even just their like good observance of like rule of thirds and like diagonal points of convergence um, makes for a like very visually balanced looking image. Um, the, the colors are nice. Um, it's, it, you know, it, it, it communicates an image and, and a mood fairly capably too. I mean, as you say, the fact it's, you know, it's a, um, uh, how do I rephrase this? A guy who looks pop punk, not a pop punk <laughs> guy who is standing on a roof. <laughs> um, and I mean, it's, as you say, kind of like a vinyl siding or aluminum siding sort of looking house, you know, um, like late 20th century craft style, kind of like cookie cutter suburban house. And so, I mean, I, I gather the vibe uh, is, you know, oh, I mean, I'm, I live amongst this birds, boring suburbs in these cookie cutter houses, but like here I, I'm, I'm really you know blowing everyone's windows and like I'm, I'm rocking out up on the roof and like you know there's a pretty obvious uh visual metaphor here in terms of the i guess classic pop punk trope of you know like i i live in these boring suburbs but i'm not like all of these squares kind of right? <laughs> vibe do you feel like um, the do you feel like the title last stop suburbia is supposed to like elicit sub, like suburbia is the end of the world essentially like it's the furthest thing from anything important because like when i think of like a train like last stop yeah. you know wherever that's the that's way out from the hub of the activity yeah i assume so um yeah i i and now that you question it I, I i didn't really think about it until now but i suppose there is another way it can be taken i like you assume they just meant like the suburbs that are at or beyond the last train stop. Okay. But I suppose it could also be taken as last stop suburbia, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Which I, I, I guess ultimately amounts to the same meaning, only differing in the sense that it's, you know, uh, it suggests um traveling towards it rather than being at it which is gotcha. why i'm inclined to think that like the former reading is probably correct because okay. like, i i don't think that they're saying like you know here we go off on our journey last stop suburbia but okay. rather like here we are stuck in last stop suburbia <laughs> okay um all makes it seem like it's probably going to sound a little bit uh, on on the the bratty side of things. I'm uh, maybe just because of the way that this character is dressed. I'm imagining some 
more nasally uh, vocals. Okay. Um, I feel like this is going to be the kind of pop punk that is like a little bit closer to my own wheelhouse than a lot of the other stuff we've looked at on this label so far has been. Um, in that I, I feel like these guys probably like like a lot of bands that I'm not into, but also love like Screeching Weasel and that I would at least be able to talk to them about that. Okay. <laughs> um, so like, I don't necessarily sound, think that they sound like Screeching Weasel, but I feel like they sound like a band where the common ground we share would be Screeching Weasel. Okay. Um, if that makes sense. <laughs> I think we're I think technically a Madison based band now. Oh, really? Are they? That makes yeah. them even more curious. It, it yeah. Really that, yeah. Ben Weasel lives in the suburbs now. Oh. Yeah. I know where that motherfucker sleeps. <laughs> On the roof or. The roof, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I but... drove past his house a couple of times. Someone pointed it out to me. Weird. Yeah. Madison seems like the, it's the center of the universe in a weird way. Um, but yeah. <laughs> this <I'm> album, thinking, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm thinking um, maybe uh, not like Screeching Weasel, but Screeching Weasel influenced and maybe a little bit uh, kind of like that sort of pop punk that like verges on Ramon's core, but hmm, maybe okay. having the, uh, the like punk chops to really carry that through. Okay. Hmm. Well, here is Somewhere on Fullerton by Alistair. Somewhere down on Fullerton, that's a place we used to go to get away from it all. Somewhere down on Fullerton, that's a place we used to go to get away from it all. But I'm still trying to figure out why you feel so wrong when we felt so right. Felt so right four years ago. So I mean, I feel like that's kind of what you were getting at. Yeah, this, I mean, whether or not I articulated it as well as I could have, this sounds like exactly what I thought it was going to sound yeah. like. <laughs> I feel like so often the descriptions that I give are something that, um, and I mean, I hope that people can relate to them, but oftentimes I feel like the descriptions I give are things that maybe only make sense inside of my head <laughs> in terms of what I am imagining that the musical tastes of someone with whom the only shared common ground I have is screeching weasel with gotcha. sound like. But that this does sound like exactly what I was imagining. Okay. Yeah, you nailed that one. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I mean, uh unless you guys have anything to add to that, I uh I guess we'll leave it there and hope that uh I can nail the next one. Perfect. Thanks, Marston. Of course, yeah, we will see you guys next week. Go Badgers. Go Badgers. <laughs> All right. Thank you again to Marston, as always. So, Brian, Last Stop Suburbia, Alistair. What I feel like in digging into this band and this album and doing some research, that maybe this was a bigger band than I realized, because it seems like there was a lot more content in terms of people covering Alistair and interested in Alistair. And this was a band that I didn't really give much thought to at the time. So did you know of this band before? I mean, is there a specific reason only you picked this name. album? Yeah. Like only by name. I never, um, like I vaguely knew of them when I was first getting into pop punk when okay. they were around, but I never got around to checking them out or caring enough. So, okay. So then so this, I went in blind on this one. 
All right. So if that's the case, um, this was one of the additional albums we added, and it was your choice. What what drew you to wanting to, to talk about this one? Um, just because, well, like you said, like, um, or like I said, rather, like, uh, I, I vaguely knew of them when I was first getting the pop punk forever ago. So might as well figure out what they sound like now. Okay. So what did you think then? I fucking love this album. Yes. Dude. Like, like I, I want I didn't want to like tell you, like I wanted to keep it a secret until we got on. Uh-huh. On Mike. But yeah, I, I, I fucking loved this album. This is I wanna live in the album world. Hell this yes. Album. This like, album fucking kicks it's ass. So fucking good. Oh my god. Dude, like I listened to this twice. I listened to it like a couple of days ago, and then I listened mm-hmm. to it today. And I okay. was like, and I this is like might be the best album we've listened to. You think so? That I, I mean, that I haven't heard before yeah, by okay. far. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, this is the best discovery so far. But I, I'm hesitant hesitant to say. Yeah, I'm hesitant to say that it's the best one so far on the podcast, but. It's definitely up there. So what what did you appreciate about it then? I mean, the nostalgia yeah, of it, like I think, it's like maybe want to like play with my tech decks like all day. <laughs> you want to play with your tech decks? Yeah, like it, it's it's like I immediately like went back to like being on like the the middle school bus and like this is playing in the background and like kids are bullying me because like the high school kids are bullying me because they're they're my dad is our teacher mm-hmm. and like, it just brought me back to those days, you know, things yeah. more simple. And like, I don't know, dude, like I, I didn't even expect that going in. I had no expectations whatsoever, but yeah, I love this album. It's so good. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, like, I agree. I think this album is fucking amazing. And I like, I'm mad at myself because I've listened to this album before and never really appreciated it. So I, I first found the band Alistair because two of the songs that end up on this album, somewhere on Fullerton and Stuck, were on the Drive Through Records compilation "Welcome to the Family," which is kind of my first into the record label, and those two songs are fucking amazing. And so I eventually got this CD, and I remember listening to it and thinking, "Well, yeah, it's good," but at the time, I don't know if it just kind of blended into everything else that I was listening to. Like at the time, I was big into like Blink One Eighty Two. Newfound Glory, Sum 41, kind of all those bands were at the same time. And I think maybe this just blended into the background that I wasn't as interested in it. And I thought, well, this is like a cheap version of, you know, maybe what Blink is doing and maybe not so uh, unique version as compared to like what Newfound Glory did. Because, you know, this they is had like, like the easy yeah, core this stuff. This is more punk than Blink. This is like yeah. more punk than Newfound Glory, too. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree with that now. But at the time, I was like, yeah, I mean, I could take it or leave it, but I had no interest in listening to it over and over again. Like, I never, at no point did I ever think this was a bad album or a bad band. I just thought, yeah, it's just it's just another run of the mill pop punk band. Mm-hmm. But like listening yeah, to it now, it's easy to get that sense too. Because like when I went on Spotify, when I was listening to it, I went on the related artists, and it was all like bands like Sugar Cult and American Hi-Fi and like those kind of like American Pie soundtrack okay bands. yeah you know so you, you kind of get the, the feeling that they're going to be like a run-of-the-mill pop punk band but like some of these songs are like borderline melodic hardcore by like how fast they play yeah you know? 
Well, yeah, I saw it's like it is like, and it's just like the perfect blend of just like melody and like a sense for like songwriting and just like pure like aggression as far as like pop punk is allowed to be aggressive. Yeah, and I don't want to speak too far out of turn because I mean I listened to the album a number of times over the last couple of weeks. I don't, I don't want to say for sure because I didn't. It's not like I combed through these lyrics super closely, but I think that there was nothing really there that stuck out to me as going, oh yeah, this is a canceled band or this didn't age well lyrically. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, there's not like the only questionable lyrics I found on this album were. Um, on the song about how the radio is so great. Okay. And and the only thing that's questioned about, about that is, like, they're a punk rock band. I thought, like, every punk rock band has to write a song about hating the radio. You're supposed to hate the radio as a punk rock band? That's, like, every 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 pop punk band had a song about how much how much the radio sucked. Okay. You know? And, like, um, these, these guys are just, like, yeah, we love the radio. So even when you say questionable, you don't mean like something they no, canceled No, I don't mean for. like they're canceled. No, yeah. but like I just found that to be like the most questionable lyrical content on the album because I like, like you know the Atari's have that song about the radio still sucks, and there are other examples I can't think of because I'm high. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, I seem to feel like every punk band has a song that mentions the radio. I think that's definitely a thing. Yeah. But I, mean, I guess I've never picked up on negative. it's usually yeah. negative. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. And then, like, okay. here, here comes Alistair, and they're like, we love the radio. We love the songs on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's interesting, especially, I mean, I believe... It's, like, super uh, fucking corny, but, like... You, but you can't help but love it, you know? Like, that's how I feel about this album in general. It's like, it's, it's, it's like kind of corny at, at times, but I can't help but love it. Yeah. And I feel like this is, this is what I wanted Homegrown to be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I remember because we picked this, doing this one at the same time we committed to doing Kings of Pop by Homegrown. And I remember just thinking, I don't know, it's going to be too similar to do both of those, but they couldn't be more different. Like this is just better music, period. And the lyrics mm. stand the test of time. I don't listen to lyrics and think like, oh, I feel gross for listening to this. Right. Like they're playing pop punk, but they're not pop punk guys. Right, exactly. They're radio guys. They're radio guys. Everyone loves a radio guy. What's that? Said so everyone loves a radio guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so did you take any notes or any specific songs? No, that you... I like it. It, it would have just yeah. Like if I took notes, it would have all been really positive though. But no, I, I had. Think, I, I was I was just enjoying living on Fullerton Street or whatever it's called. Oh my god, that song is so fucking incredible. That's I know, like right? one like, of my favorite songs on any release from the label, and yeah, I like that song. It's just another one of those perfect, like it's a perfect pop punk song. Like it, it's in and out. It's quick. It's catchy. It's got the melodies, the riffs, like it's all there. Um, yeah. So it's I like, wrote, so go um, ahead. Yeah. It's, it's like everything they sing about, I want to be there, you know? Yeah. Like it's just, it's just, yeah, it's so nostalgic. Well, I can even talking about like the song Radio Player. I haven't fucking listened to the radio in like 15 years, but I hear that. I'm like, yeah, the radio. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I've been in Ubers a lot. I've, I've heard. I hear what's on the radio. Oh, okay. Um, it's nothing good. A couple notes that I had here were that on a few songs, I thought they sounded kind of like Mest. Did you ever listen to Mest? Um, I thought Mest was like a rap rock band. No. Then um, no, I've never listened to Mest. Okay. Yeah, they just had like a lot of. Um, a lot of the ways they did harmonies, and I don't know how to describe the bass, but it sounded, I don't know. Here, let me pull up uh, a messed song. Uh, now I can't think of it. But, like, I just, and but, there, but I didn't feel like it was a ripoff or anything like that because I felt like in other songs they kind of sounded like Green Day, like I got Green Day vibes in a couple of the songs. Okay, here, this is a song called Electric Baby by Mest. So, I mean, I think it's definitely different because if anyone is familiar with Mest and especially this album we're looking at here, Wasting Time, um, everything about the front of this album screams canceled. Yeah. <laughs> but like... Uh, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of little people. It is a lot of little people. Um, but like musically, I just felt like it had some of the same harmonic Sorry, hold qualities. On. <laughs> what do you call a pack of little people? Um, hmm. like a group of is it just people. a pack? Uh, I, 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 a uh, gaggle, plural of. Let's see. No, oh, there's lots of stuff here. I don't even want to read out loud. What to call a group of little people? <laughs> I was joking, but like I'm glad we're looking this up. <laughs> I I don't know. A herd, a herd. I don't know. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so some of the songs reminded me of Mess. They had like interesting vocal harmonies and like a bass production that reminded me of that. But then also sometimes the bass would come through like in a really punchy way that I thought sounded like uh, the way Mike Durnt plays in in Green Day. Oh yeah, yeah, in Green Day. Yeah, yeah, I can hear that. Um. What was I gonna say? Yeah, I know. I thought Mess was a rock, a rap rock band. What, like Zebrahead or something? Yeah, yeah. It, maybe Zebrahead is always the band I'm think I'm trying to think of because there's like, I like there's been a numerous amount of times where I thought like a band was a rap rock band huh, on the okay. podcast. <laughs> maybe it's just Zebrahead. I'm trying to think of. Maybe. Okay, so this is. I think the second time we've both really liked an album, so we're gonna get yeah, out of like this the collection. Yeah, the second time we've ever, ever agreed, maybe. Yeah. As far as liking it goes, yeah. Yeah. So I don't really know. I mean, we can get into videos now, I guess. It, I mean, I think we both just kind of had the same notes: is that it fucking kicks ass and. Yeah, like sixteen songs too in less than forty minutes. That's, I mean. That's what I prefer. Like, I like a lot of songs that are short. Like, a 16-song record could have easily been over an hour. Yeah, for sure. It, 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 and it's like, the, yeah, it's like the perfect length, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, man, I'm glad we listened to this. Yeah, it was a good pick. Okay. Hell well, yeah, let's let's. But so you said you 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 were able to pump out a lot of content. I've got 43 uh, videos here. Okay. So I don't know if we're gonna get through all of them, and I didn't watch most of them because it seems like when I filtered out, that doesn't seem as fun. So let's just yeah, let's just get into it. This is. Alistair playing somewhere on Fullerton live. I believe it's on the drive-through invasion tour. We've seen a few videos from this tour on other episodes. This was posted back in 2007. Let's have the drive-through records compilation. Welcome to the family. Awesome. If you don't, it's for sale over there for 10 bucks. This song's on it. It's about our hometown Chicago, and it goes like this. Oh, it's right there, Chicago, man. Hell yeah, Midwest. Let's go. Somewhere down in Fullerton, but that's the place we used to go to get away from it all. And I'm still trying to figure out why you feel so wrong when it felt so right, felt so right four years ago. So please don't go away while this feeling stays with me forever. Never I said please don't go away. I just want you to stay with me. That's fucking sick. Like they were nailing all the harmonies. Like the crowd is yeah, super it's into also it. Yeah, dialed in. Yeah, and perfect. Like they don't. Yeah, it's, I mean, how do you? I mean, how do you screw that up? But like, still, it's like they make it like look easy almost. Yeah, and this was. I mean, I think this was. It's it, incredible to me that these guys didn't achieve more fame, especially being on Drive Through Records. They're, I think, they're one of the earliest signs. Yeah, that the label so, so, had. Like, one of technically one of the best bands. Like, yeah, they're so good at what they do. You know, like, well, they were on Drive Through for so long. Like, the sixth Drive Through release was their vinyl EP called "You Can't Do This on Vinyl," and they released yeah. a full length on Drive Through in two thousand five, just a few years before the label kind of folded. So they had, you know, seven or eight years with this at the time, tremendous label. And for some reason, like MCA never picked them up. They never got any bigger, which I think is like a fucking travesty because these guys are yeah. awesome. I guess they, they didn't have like the star power of like a, of a something corporate or a early November, I guess. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, wait. Okay. So here they are playing. So that was, I think like, I mean, that was the drive through Invasion tour, so probably early 2000s. Here they are playing that same song in 2014. So let's see if... I know in some of these episodes we've found that, you know, years and years later, the band doesn't seem to care that much anymore. Mm. Yeah, they all look like old and bad. Still doing the punk jump, so... This is so this is so sick. Hell yeah. They're still into it too. They are still like, into it. And it still sounds incredible. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like they're older, but it doesn't seem as sad because they're playing like a like a bar, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like definitely some sort of bar or small club. This is like a pop punk reunion I'd go to and probably not be sad at all. <laughs> That's fair, I think. Okay, so next, here they are playing Radio Player. 
and Overrated, both of which are from this album. And so we'll try to listen to both, parts of both anyway. This definitely appears to be a super old, this was uploaded in March of 2006. It looks like they're playing outside of a stadium, like they aren't even on the main stage somewhere. Let's see if there's any more information about this. No, that's it. But uh, yeah, so this is from 2006. Are you guys fucking excited? Oh, it looks like that same drive through. I'm to tune my guitar. I think tuning's overrated. I don't think I'm going to tune from now on. Let's shut up and play a song. Plus, I was doing a stellar job up here on the mic. Yes, you were. I, I definitely agree. Not to pat agree. myself on the back. Everybody give Scotty a round of applause. There's another new song. It goes something like this. Like, I know our, our episodes aren't as good when we're both on the same page <laughs> and earnest like this. But yeah. Like, I don't even care at this point. I'm no. just like, I just want to get high and watch, like, Warp Tour videos with Alistair. This is so fucking good. Okay, let's see if I can get into the second half of this video where they switch to overrated. What time? We left the radio playing. Oh, not quite. John Short. I don't know what the hell's going on. What is on that? Whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> I have no idea what it switched to here. Well, they appeared in a, in a, in a movie. They do. They ha- yeah, okay. Are we getting to that later? We will get to that, yeah. Huh? Okay, cool. So, yeah, again, it's just, I think a lot of times, like a, a live, a recorded album is the chance to show what you can do with a lot of fancy technical gadgets and what maybe you're capable of. And a live performance is your chance to show if you can replicate that. And huge bands like Blink-182 can't. They sound fucking awful. But these guys were nailing everything. They even had like the backing vocals and the harmonies and the little like nuances that you usually don't see in a live show. Yeah, it's everything is just dialed in perfectly with this band. I don't get it. It's like they're, it's like, it's like we created them in a lab. Yes. In the Zeitgeist lab. In the Zeitgeist it's like we, lab. we created this band. Like it's like, okay, what are the what are the things we both like when it comes to like punk music? <laughs> right. And then we went around in the Zeitgeist lab. We we measured the formulas and tested them and we created this band. <laughs> all right. I buy that. All right. Okay, so <laughs> all right, let's try to get through some of these fucking videos. This is appears to be um, 
couple of teenage girls who had made a music video to the song. This is from February of 2008. What the hell? <laughs> Sorry, paused on a frame and she's in a Got dog kennel. <laughs> yeah. It's a little weird. I don't know. That you just know reminds me. It. I know. That just reminds me of like shit that I would do with my friends. Like I think I mentioned last week that I did like a bye 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 video, uh, like a music video. It's like it's the same idea. Just Oh yeah, yeah. And you said you had done something like that, right? Like you had done a music video for something. Am I um, misremembering? Yeah, for high for high school, uh, um, for a class my dad taught. Which oh, that's like right, a, that's right. Yeah, it was like it was like an it was uh, we didn't have an AV club, but we had a class where you can take nice, um, like where you learn how to do AV stuff. Okay, and part of that is like. Um, part of that is like doing school news and stuff like that. We're like, yeah, there's yeah, a, like yeah. a news program, an interview program, and then the final project is that you make a music video. Gotcha. Okay. So me and my friends made a video for Into Deep by Sum Forty One, which nice. is somewhere on YouTube. Oh, that's right. All right, I've got to remember this. I'm. This is all coming back to me now. Okay, uh, yeah. this is a cover of the song Stuck. What I appreciated about a lot of the covers I found here was they were like full band covers instead of just acoustic covers. Oh. So this, oh wait, no, this is not a cover. I'm sorry. Do you remember the video of Shaq and his family? Yeah, I know dancing? exactly what this is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they've they've redubbed it with uh, the song "Stuck" by Alice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you definitely have to see it i'll definitely be in the link on twitter but i just found that hilarious when i found that that, that, was, that was a good iteration <laughs> of that meme okay here's our first proper cover then this is from during quarantine i believe because the guy's wearing a mask face mask um and it is from april of 2020 a guitar cover of stuck What I appreciate about this one is you can actually hear what he's doing. Like, I feel like on a lot of the guitar covers, it's either just the guy or girl on the guitar. So you don't really hear the rest of the song. But on this, you can hear his guitar part along with the song. And I mean, he was nailing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I liked about it was that he had um, 
Um, he has like a. Is it, what kind of guitar is that? Is that a Fender? I don't think it's a Fender. It's got some word over here. It looks like a Stratocaster, it's like, though. Yeah, it must be a. Then maybe it's a Squire. Yeah, I can't but tell. It, it looks like it looks. Like, it kind of looks like a starter guitar to me. Yeah, and it's not. And then like it sounds exactly like a starter guitar. Yeah, That's no, like, it's got that. Definitely got that quality. Yeah. What does this this sweatshirt say? Did I say suffer oh, or surfer? I thought it said surfer. Let's go back oh. here. Hey, man. I thought it said suffer for a second. Either way, either way, cool fit, cool guitar. Yeah, it says surfer, but it's with an A instead of an E. Oh, weird. Surfer? Maybe there's a letter behind that uh, drawstring. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Next we have, I want to get through all the stuck covers first. There's so many. So if, while we're talking about stuck, this was the song that was featured in a movie. Now, had you, were you aware of this before? Or did you do some, did you find this or? I did a little bit of research and I, I, I and by that, I mean, I read their Wikipedia page. <laughs> okay. And it mentioned that they're in the 2004 movie Sleepover. Yes, they were in this movie called Sleepover, which I had not heard of before, but here is someone filmed a clip of it on their TV. It's the girl from the Spy Kids, I think. Is it? Yeah. That guy is from my favorite soap opera, if that means anything. You Okay, hold on. You watch soap operas? And then yes. You also have a favorite? Yes. Well, I only watch two because they're the only two I like. Okay, what are they? Uh, the Bold and the Beautiful and the Young and the Restless. You learn something new every day on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're here for. I think maybe I had watched the part that they're actually featured in earlier, but you can actually see the band in part of it here. Yeah, there they are. See them for like half a second. So, I mean, again, they had all the makings of potentially being really big they appeared in a movie uh i just never hit for them yeah it it sucks man but they got back together and they're still making music so yeah mm -hmm. for sure i'm definitely gonna check out their new their newer yeah stuff. I, I part of me wants to like yeah but like I don't, I don't know part of me wants to like go back and like hear the rest of their catalog another part of me just wants this one thing be special and unreal. Just one special thing. I definitely yeah. recommend Before the Blackout. That was the one that I listened to more at the time, and it's a, a really solid album as well. But yeah, as far as the rest of the discography, I have no idea really. Is this considered their best album, do you think? I think so. I would be shocked if it's not. Hmm. Uh, okay, so now we're going to get into the bulk of what I found, which is there was no shortage of covers of the song somewhere on Fullerton. Um, which I rightfully so. So let's let's start with uh, an anime version. Now I don't know if this is just anime over the audio or if it's an actual cover, but this is somewhere on Fullerton full band anime version from September of 2013. Somewhere down in Fullerton, that's a place we used to go to get away from it all. Somewhere down in Fullerton, that's a place we used to go to get away from it all. But I'm still trying to figure out why you feel so wrong when we felt so right. 
the fuck are we watching? Alright, this is that's a bit much for me. <laughs> yeah, it does look like it doesn't remind me of anime so much as of uh, the little Reddit guy. Oh, the little Reddit guy. It kind of reminds me. Did you ever watch those? And I never did, but I had friends that were obsessed with the. Was it Homestar Runner? Yeah, yeah, the same kind of animation style for sure. Yeah, so that's what it reminds me of. Definitely not anime. No. And not, I mean, not a cover. Also not a cover. Okay. Here's a full band cover of Somewhere on Fullerton uploaded by Dave Ryan. Oh, uploaded earlier this year. Somewhere down in Fullerton, there's a place we used to go to get away from it all. Somewhere down in Fullerton, there's a place we used to go to get away from it all. But I'm still trying just to figure out why this feels so wrong and it felt so right. Felt so right for years ago. His voice is like a little too whiny, but it kind of takes me out of it. Yeah, his voice is too whiny, and I mean, they seem like good enough musicians, but they probably should have practiced this a few more times, especially that drummer. He was not, he was yeah. missing some stuff, and it just, yeah, it wasn't there for me. It was obviously recorded in quarantine. We can see they're all separate. Right, right. It's going to be a no from me, dog. <laughs> I think it's interesting that people are still covering this song, you know, 20 yeah, years no later now. We're not the only ones talking about this or interacting with this album. It's kind of weird. Okay, here's another full band cover. This one is from 2015 by Suburban Zombie. I mean, this this, this band already is like the perfect like high school band. Yeah. So it seems. It seems appropriate that we'd get a lot of high school bands covering the song. Yeah. And honestly, they're not doing a bad job. No, not at all. And I mean, yeah, they definitely look like high school and they're just like jamming out in someone's living room. I can like... That's so sick. I can practically smell the BO looking at this thing. Yeah. And you can see the fan is on full blast. <laughs> okay, this is a guitar cover. So I don't know if this is going to feature Spanish, but this is, again, somewhere on Fullerton from 2017 by Ruperiat. Yeah, this is like the bad way a starter guitar yeah. can sound. This like, is what I would expect from a guitar cover. Very obviously a starter guitar. Yeah, exactly. That's like a bad example of that. Okay. Uh, oh, I missed this one here. This is an acoustic cover, but it's like multiple people, so that usually lends itself to being potentially better. Uh, again, somewhere on Fullerton. Uh, from, oh, from this year again. God, January of 2021. Losers Jeez, of... Like, who are these people that are obsessed with this album? I, I don't know. This is a band called Losers of Today. Oh, that's really that's that's a bad name. <laughs> Somewhere down a full turn, there's a place we used to go to get away from it all. Somewhere down a full turn, there's a place we used to go to get away from it all. Somewhere down a full turn, there's a place we used to go to get away from it all. Somewhere down a full turn
used to go Get away from it all Somewhere down a follow turn That's the place we used to go Get away from it all But I'm still trying just to figure out why Feels so wrong and it felt so right Felt so right four years ago So please don't go away What is I don't know. That's that felt really awkward. Acoustic. <laughs> yeah, the guy singing the harmonies did really good. Yeah, but it was, yeah, I don't think it was designed to be an acoustic song. Either that, or she's like she shouldn't have like just belted it over the acoustic guitars. Felt yeah, maybe really awkward. Okay, this is a band called Half Bitten. Half bitten. Half bitten. And it looks like they're performing at some very small venue. This is from 2012. Looks like a school dance or something. Yeah, maybe. I like the kids. He's like making his way to the front. Like he's going to mosh. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. I forgot we were watching a cover for a second, honestly. <laughs> is that good or bad? That's good. This is awesome, dude. Okay. That one was sick. What like, what? like the kid like the kid like who like pushes his way to the front and starts moshing is the best. Well, it's like you say pushes his way to the front, which is accurate. Like that's not an inaccurate description, but there's no crowd there. Like you could just fucking walk to the front. I know, but like he's still <laughs> like pushing people out of the way, like, oh shit, my it's, it's my my song. Right, yeah. This is my last chance to dance. <laughs> okay, here is a band called Apollo Syndrome doing Somewhere on Fullerton from 2017. <laughs> So they're, they're like doing a decent enough job, but like, this is the first time where I'm like, I'm seeing the people making the song. I'm like, these guys are way too old to be playing yeah, the song. That's what I thought too. Like, I feel like I can say these things because they they look like they're roughly the same age as I am. And I would not want to see myself playing this song live. Like they just, um, it takes it's me out of the nostalgia. It's just I like after, after every like, other version we've seen so far it's just like yeah i don't know okay uh here is august premiere close angle cover of somewhere on fullerton while this is loading do you think this was the best song on the record yeah probably Yeah, for, for some reason, these guys also feel too old to be playing a song. <laughs> 
Yeah. And you know what none of these covers have featured is a punk jump. No. The band can do them, though. Yeah. Okay, this is Jer Asuncion. Asuncion. He has pretty much covered every Alistair song. I found him repeatedly in my search here. Um, and he's always in this, this white shirt. Uh, I guess you'd call it a wife beater. I don't know if that term's still acceptable, but that's how I come, like, that's how I know this type of shirt. I love it. He's just going for it. <laughs> he I is. Love it. He That's and awesome. like he's just putting everything into it. Like, and I mean, exactly. I, yeah, he doesn't care if he can't hear him over the guitar half the time. And this is from 2012. Again, it just speaks to like, I, I mean, I don't want to make any assumptions, but I, I believe this this person is probably of some sort of foreign nationality, not American. Maybe he lives here, but like the fact that this song has spanned, you know, internationally, we found you know different ethnicities covering it over the years from like 2004 to as recently as this year there's something about this song that has a staying power yeah and, and i never would have guessed too because it's so suburban and like you know and like yeah I don't, I don't know what it is about pop punk that's become so like um universal now yeah because it's it's always been like so suburban. Yeah, and, like, absolutely mediocre almost, but like, yeah, I don't know. I, that's something I'd like to figure out one day. Is like, or I would like to know is how. What is the universal appeal of pop punk? I don't know. Like, I get the appeal to white males that grew up in suburbia. I mean, for God's sakes, the album's called Last Stop Suburbia, but to some of the people who relate to this and feel, you know, inspired enough to make a cover of it. It doesn't seem like they would be, they're not who this music is for. And I think that's awesome that they've found it and love it anyway. I don't want, I don't want to say like, it's not for other people, but it's not who it's by. Right. Well, like, I think it can be for anyone, but I don't think it was made with them in mind. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's very self-centered music. Yes. You know, it's like, so maybe that's the universal appeal, I guess. It's like okay. everyone's thinking about themselves. <laughs> they want to, they want to like, they, they want to, I don't know. Do you think for people outside of America, maybe of lower economic means, do you think the suburbia that pop punk maybe so accurately depicts and represents, represents like some form of the American dream? Like, oh, I want that to be me. I want to be so privileged okay. that this is all Maybe. I worry about is suburbia. Maybe. And yeah. I can see that. That's a good theory. Hmm. Okay. We've got a couple, uh, we'll call them battles coming up. So first we're going to have the battle of the ukulele covers. So oh, our no. next two are ukulele. Oh, and this actually, this first one is by the same gentleman we just saw, Jer Asuncion, but now he's going to be doing the song on a ukulele. Yeah, let's, let's see him one more time.
somewhere. Oh, he's got the ukulele now. Yeah. Oh, look, this is from last year, April of last year. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Okay. I love oh, that. And actually, I, I, even like if, if we're being a ukulele cover, I I still love that. It looks like I didn't notice this before, but the battle is with himself. This is another ukulele cover of the song that he uploaded in 2019. So this is his yearly his yearly upload of. Uh, Yeah, I love that. Like now that he's like outside of his bedroom, he can just like belt it out and just right be, for sure be free. That that one was really great. Okay, I'm, we're subscribing to him, and we're giving this yeah. thumbs up. Oh, comments are turned off probably because everyone's such an ass. Okay, YouTube so now, is like probably one of the meanest places on the internet. Oh, definitely. All right, now we've got a battle of the nightcore versions. Which I know you love. So this is by Midgey Nightcore. This is somewhere on Fullerton from December of 2018. What I like about this is that the I don't know what would why this would be, but it really accentuated the bass part, which I think is really sick. Yeah, like the song is so fast to begin with. Like this just sounded like a slightly sped up version of it. Yeah, so, I don't. Yeah, for being nightcore, I thought that was just pretty cool. Okay, so that was slightly sped up, and as you can see, that was two minutes and fourteen seconds. I think the original is like two minutes and forty seconds. Uh, Make Belief has made another Nightcore version for us. I think he sped it up even more because his version is less than two minutes. And so here is Make Belief with his Nightcore version of Somewhere on Fullerton. Oh, yeah. I thought that was better. Yeah, yeah, probably. And that's I'm not. I'm, <coughs> I think I'm I'm contractually obligated to say that since we asked for him to make this. And yes, that is we, sure. not just me. I asked on behalf of the pod. True, true. All right, let's. Uh, my God, they just don't stop. 
There's so much content related to this band. Okay, let's check out a piano cover. All right. That could be interesting. This is from 2010 by Mega Riot1234. song really doesn't lend itself to piano very well <laughs> no like it, it clearly was not written on piano <laughs> very clearly and yet it has 11 upvotes uh close to 500 views i mean it's been 11 years <laughs> someone maxon's wifer said too bad the, too bad the sound sucks wow <laughs> Yeah, I mean... You upvoted that? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, uh, let's see. Everyone's just... Yeah, YouTube is probably the best place to be anonymously mean to people. (laughs) Okay, here is, I believe, an acoustic cover. Usually I pick these simply because it brings diversity. We've got a female covering it, but we've seen so much diversity already on this. Um, Let's see... Let's see what her take on it is from January of 2010. This is Samantha Port. There could only be one ukulele version of the song. Yeah. It's not by her. Yeah, not at all. I mean, yeah, it's if you're not Jera Sancion, then I get the fuck out of here, basically. <laughs> exactly. Beat it, lady. Okay, here's a band called Flashpoint playing it. It's like a high school talent show. Damn. People are going crazy for Flashpoint. I <laughs> thought no one can stop talking. Right? Oh, he's spinning his drumsticks. Come on, give me a punk jump. just kind of fell flat yeah it was like there's i was anticipating this one heavily yeah you know, it was ba- based on like the crowd reaction and like the the high school talent show of it all i and think the lead singer definitely it. is in like musical theater or something it was very yeah he's too theatrical with it. Yeah. yeah but i love how like the crowd is just like they can't shut up <laughs> right and like high school, else is yelling. And there's like <laughs> everyone's like telling each other to shut up and, right 
And like they dedicated the song and someone yelled, stop dedicating things. Is that what they said? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my God. I can't believe I missed that. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> okay. This next one comes from former guest of the pod, Hunter DeBlanc. Um, from oh. April of last year, he did a, a live stream of some drive through songs and this was one of them. So here he is performing somewhere on. Did we say Fulton. friend of the pod? Friend of the pod. Yeah. Friend of the pod. I would say that. So this is from April 11th, 2020. He did like a live stream of maybe 10 songs, but only two of them made it to YouTube. Okay, maybe this song could be, you know, lend itself to piano. Maybe. It's gotta gotta do it the right way. You gotta do it the... Hunter way. It's a place we used to go to get away from it all. And I'm still trying just to figure out why. Felt so wrong when it felt so right. Felt so right four years ago. I'm sorry, I think that's awesome. That's, yeah, that's super sick. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really have any words for that. I was just like, it was from a stream called Drive Through Records Reimagine. It's it's essentially like that's oh. what he did. He reimagined it. It's nothing yeah, like the original, but it's still sick. great. I feel like that's a good one to go out on. Yeah, I think I think we can stop there. Uh, so that again, that's Hunter DeBlanc. You, if you if you're a real listener of this podcast, you remember him from last week. Check him out on Spotify on YouTube. Uh, his songs are sick. This is just one of the many examples. So Brian, what are what are your final thoughts on Last Stop Suburbia by Alistair? Final thoughts, uh, I wish I was on Fullerton. Yeah. That seems to be where all the action is, you know? Fuck yeah. Yeah, this band is awesome, at least as far as this album goes. And uh, for once, I am happy with something that you suggested we listen to. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that'll do it. Yeah. Welcome to the Zeitgeist Lab. Emma and Sam from Punk Goes Pod joining us all the way from Australia. How are you guys doing tonight? Good, thank you. And thank you for having us on. Yeah, no, we're good. Um, in upside down land over here. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> that's right. Nothing much happens in the future. So. No, no, okay. no spoilers. Yeah, no, no, no spoilers. <laughs> the only spoiler is that I have used that on other American podcasters before oh, and okay uh, sometimes it goes over all right sometimes it's uh falls pretty flat but... it's a classic gag you gotta do it <laughs> yeah like... you have to <laughs> yeah yeah but... oh dear okay. how are you guys going <laughs> we're, we're good it's the end of end of the saturday which you already know about that's in your past yeah, so yeah <laughs> Maybe the whole interview should just be us um, making jokes about how you're in the future and we're in the past, and that we just talk like that for 20 minutes and call it good. We do get hoverboards in 16 oh my hours. God, yeah. I knew it. Oh, cool. I knew it. Finally, I said no spoilers. Yeah, hoverboards. <laughs> oh, come on, I couldn't. I couldn't keep that one in. 
The only jokes I can think to make are to do with the coronavirus, which just makes me sad. Like, oh, yeah. either like it's all gone or there's another one. There's um, another one. There's another one. That's probably the more likely one. Right. Yeah. Oh, what a year. Do you, you guys swear on your podcast, yeah? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, okay, good. Good, good. Okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you, have you found yourself on podcasts that don't? I mean, I guess they're out there, but. Thankfully not. No. Yeah. <laughs> we did because we have done a couple of chats with uh, the Sadie Hawkins pod. Uh, so the Reliant oh, yeah. And we just made extra sure that swearing was okay, just given the nature of yeah. Reliant. Right. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, no, we had Danny um, on a few weeks ago, and I mean, he he was fine swearing with us. I don't, I, I, yeah. if he swears on his podcast, I mean, that's a good point, though. Like, you never know with a Reliant K podcast. Well, it turns out you were just peer pressuring him real bad. Well, right. they, they exactly because <laughs> they, they did a they did a Twitter poll, didn't they? And like fifty percent of their audience said yes, you could swear. Fifty percent said no, you shouldn't swear. Oh, nice. so, yeah. Well, if it's a Reliant K pod, I mean, for all you know, the Pope is listening. So you've got to exactly. You never know. Right? <laughs> you never know. Uh, I could see the Pope being into some uh, early two thousands pop punk though. Yeah, he's he pretty progressive. Yeah. He's he's the cool Pope. Pop punk, exactly. Pope, yeah. The pop yeah. punk Pope. <laughs> pope goes pop punk. <laughs> okay, so we're here to talk about. Alistair specifically, but we'll probably talk about almost anything but that. Um, Amazing. So, so this this first season of ours, we're talking about Drive Through Records, uh, which mm-hmm. is an American-based label. We've had one other Australian on the pod before, Maddie, and hey. yeah, he said that Drive Through Records that the phrase really means nothing to him as an Australian. Now, you guys talk about the punk goes. Yeah, uh, CD collection or whatever, however you want to refer to it. And I know that some drive-through bands have been on there, so I'm curious if drive-through records means anything to, to either of you. It means a bit more to us than it does to Maddie, I think. But okay. that's, you can't blame him. He's from Wodonga. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're in Melbourne. We're much more cultured here. Okay. Yeah. We are, we are no. far progressed. No, that's just right. Yeah, I think like, sorry, you were going to talk and then I jumped in and just started talking over you. So. Well, I was just going to say, because we had this discussion over lunch and yeah. it was basically the crux of it was when we were in high school, like we didn't really care about, like when I was in high school and pop punk was my world, like uh-huh. I didn't really care about record labels. Mm. So yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really take notice of them until a friend in high school gave me a Victory Records DVD compilation of like their bands. Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, okay, there are record labels. That's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I fall into a similar category where, like, back in the day, like when I was a teen, getting into all these bands, I didn't think too hard about, like, the personnel who organised that and, like, their label mates, that kind of thing. Sure. But then in saying that when, because I was slash am, like, a massive Fallout Boy fan, so, like, anything to do with Decadence Records and Fueled by Ramen, like, I was very much into that idea of, like, that cohesive, like, we're part of a family, that sort of thing, right. even though that, like, it doesn't, it means as much or as little as you want it to mm. mean, I guess. Um, but now as an adult, like, looking back over drive throughs like, roster of bands, there are quite a few where it's like, oh, sick, like, they ran in the same circles, like, that makes perfect sense, right. that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. What about you guys? I'm thinking you've already 
talked about this at length, but um, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and I mean, for me, a drive-through was huge. It's like really the only record label I ever got into. Um, yeah. And I think it's part part of it is like maybe an OCD thing or something because on each of the uh, CDs they would put like DTR number twenty five or twenty six for each oh, release. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, I want to collect all of these, and that's exactly yeah. what I did. And that's kind of how I got into it and kind of learned about it because like. I mean, you mentioned Victory Records. I'm aware of them, but I don't. I never really cared. Like, there are certain bands yeah. I like, but it's not like, oh yeah, I need to go find every every yeah. band that's been on Victory Records and listen yeah. to them or something like that. Yeah. What about you, Brian? Yeah, um, I never really got into it like Alex did. It was just another label that I knew about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember I stole a Victory Records compilation from Best Buy though when I was in high school. So <laughs> Sweet. I got really the same one that I that I borrowed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, all Brian did was borrow it. He just hasn't given it back yet. Exactly. Yeah. No. I, um, yeah. So I got into Victory Records a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But not as much as Drive Through now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Emma, you mentioned Fallout Boy, which I mm -hmm. wanted to bring up. That I really appreciate that you're always propping them up in the Blink One Fifty Five Facebook group because I feel like most people are tearing Fallout Boy apart uh, in any like anyone in the Blink One Fifty Five nation, which I take yeah. offense to because I love Fallout Boy, but I always Thank appreciate you. that you're there like defending <laughs> them, <laughs> defending pop punk as it were. Um, right. <laughs> I think, look, full disclosure, I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop and for someone to write an article about Pete Wentz being me too. Oh, like, yeah. he oh, has sure. to, like... Because, <laughs> oh. like, even as a teenager, because, like, diehard Fallout Boy fan, and, like, this is something I find really hard to reconcile and it's quite uncomfortable to continue to grapple with, like, as I get older and more aware of, like, how fucked things were to be a teenager in, like, that scene. Uh -huh. But, like, I remember being a teenager and being wildly jealous of his girlfriend when I was a teenager. And she okay. was barely a teenager. I think she might have been, like, 17 or something and he was in his early 20s dating. Are we talking about own... Ashley Simpson? No, I'm talking about the one before that. So her okay. name is Janae, I think. Okay. Um, and so I think, like, she was one of the sort of mainstays that he probably wrote a lot of horrible things about. And at the time, I was like, oh, no, that makes perfect sense. Right. Women are bitches. Fuck us. Um, but, like, and I remember, like, Rolling Stone writing about it and being like, oh, yeah, so, like, they're in the backseat talking quietly to each other and, like, mentioning their ages, but there wasn't any sort of commentary about, like, and that's fucked up, yeah? Like, it was just, <laughs> like, yeah. but in saying that, like, they truly were one of the first bands that I really like held onto with both hands and like just the lyricism and just the, like they're one of those bands where except for maybe American Beauty, American Psycho, which was shit, but like their body of work is consistently great. And like, they have a real pop sensibility to them. Like Patrick Stump is incredible. Like, uh -huh. And so it's one of these things, like, I love them so much, but I'm just waiting for someone to, like, properly break a story about, like, hey, this was actually really fucked up. Because, like, it's, <laughs> it's, like, different shades of what happened with, like, Brand New, but sure. it's just, it still, like, squicks me out a bit. But in saying that, like, yeah, I, like, Patrick Stump is one of my favourite, like, he's just so gorgeous. And I had the pleasure of interviewing him a couple of years ago for an article I wrote oh, with wow. a friend of mine. Um mm -hmm. 
And so, yeah, like just sort of booked out a meeting room at work. Like, yeah, I have a work meeting. Like I'll be back in 45 minutes to an hour kind of thing and just sort of trying not to cry because it was so wonderful. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, sorry to take it down, but I was just like... No, no, no. I genuinely love them, but it just... Yeah, I think it's a similar feeling like in general, like... There, of course like there's like it makes perfect sense why I hated myself so much because all these <laughs> bands that I loved were basically being like this girl broke my heart she needs to die kind of right. thing like <laughs> I don't know it's very problematic but also I still love it so much like I'm seriously regressing into like emo pop punk especially <laughs> so at the moment because I'm very close to turning 30 in a couple of weeks so I think okay. I'm like trying to grab on to like my youth now, right. one issue I take with Brian is that uh, I think last week he refused to take a stance on Fallout Boy. He says he, <laughs> oh, yeah. he cannot commit to them either being good or bad, which I find oh, basically on. as offensive as saying they're bad. Yeah, look, exactly. <laughs> I haven't uh, like I haven't dived deep enough into the catalog to form a, like an opinion. Like I know all the hits. Yeah. Most part, there's like an album or two that I think I like. But I remember the first time I heard them, I hated it. And I was like, <laughs> even when I was when I was like a young teenager, I was like, even before they blew up, I I, I heard them before, like way before that. Yeah. I was like, I can't remember the name of the song, but it was like really really old song. And I was like, yeah, this this sucks. This isn't like. It's too bad. How do you put up with this shit, Alex? <laughs> I don't know. Right, Brian, I'll stay in the stalemate <laughs> section with you. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay, no. so so Alistair, um, yes. Emma, you had mentioned, because I believe you're the one that I had been messaging about this guest spot with. You said that Sam was maybe familiar and a fan of Alistair. And they, so is this true, Sam? Were you an Alistair fan? Are you still an Alistair fan? What What do you think of Alistair? So, yeah, I was, um, when I was like 14, an okay. Alistair fan, maybe like 15, my my brother had a, like the CD wallet with like 200 burnt CDs in it and he would never write the album names. Okay. It would always just be the band name. So it was like going through it and I found Alistair one day mm-hmm. and it was like this, it's like this almost like closely guarded secret. Like I knew Alistair, but no one else did in my high school. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I was, it was Last Stop Suburbia. Okay. The album. Excellent. And it, just immediately, just immediately fell in love with it. And like, it was at a time where there weren't like guitar tabs for any of their stuff online. Yeah. So we took it to like the, the band I was in in high school, we took it to our music teacher. Mm-hmm. We're like, can you, can you show us the, the power chords that, that's playing here? And he kept calling them Alistair and we kept getting really <laughs> mad at him. We're like, no, no, it's Alistair. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> And, and he probably showed us the wrong power chords. Um, so we're probably playing it wrong just to screw with us. But right. <laughs> Wasn't there something where you were like, hey, can you teach me how to play this song? And he was just flat out like, no. No. So <laughs> in music class, a couple of years later, a girl wanted to perform um, uh, wanted to perform Evanescence. What's, uh, their, what's their big song? Bring Me to Life. Bring Me to Life. She wanted to perform Bring Me to Life at Assembly. And so she like cobbled together like a few people to like, played the instruments and so she's like you play you can play bass as well can you play bass for this and so I took it to my bass teacher I'm like can you show me how to play this and he's like nah <laughs> I can't do it I won't do it I'm not bass. teaching you Evanescence I have a moral obligation to not teach you Evanescence I'm just I'm not gonna do it nice <laughs> but yeah so like they were 
it was like them and Rufio were like the two <clears throat> pop punk bands that that didn't really break through. But I, I don't know. I just felt like they were my own. Like okay, no one else. No one else really listened to them. But like everyone listened to Blink and Newfound Glory and mm. Simple Plan and all that. But yeah. yeah, it was just very personal to me. And I think I. Because I, I went through a phase, like, I'm still a metalhead, but I, when I was a teenager going through metal, it became my badge of honour. Like, I could only listen to heavy metal. I couldn't listen to anything else or else I wasn't a metalhead. Right. So coming back into this podcast, like, I then did start to listen to, you know, pop punk again. Yeah. And because on our very first episode, we do talk about... Rufio. No, Alistair's cover oh. of Heaven. Heaven is a place on earth. I thought that was Rufio who covered it. No, it was Alistair. Oh, shit. Rufio so, covered Like a Prayer by Madonna. That's true. Yeah, we, they did do that. Yeah. So yeah. Alistair has done one? I Because I was looking before this interview to see if Alistair would have been one you guys have talked about, and you're well, saying they did do one. No, so they did They did another... They did a cover of it, but not for Fearless. Oh, yeah. okay. So the, the, the band student, Rick, that did That's the right. cover was not very good, and then I was like, oh, hey, Alistair does it. I remember Alistair, oh, okay. and so then, like, listening back to Last Stop Suburbia, I was like, oh, that's still a really good album. It's extremely it's good. So good. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. I heard it for the first time going into this podcast. And yeah. I feel, and I feel the same way you do. It's like, this is just my band. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, no one else knows about this. Well, and what's so weird to me is that they didn't become bigger because I feel like they have everything that that type of band should need to have blown up. With yep. the with the added bonus of being on drive through records, which was one of like the meccas of this type of music at that time, yeah. yeah, but it just never worked for them, and I find that really baffling because I I I just don't get that. Yeah, yeah, like they they did okay, but yeah, I mean, was it the the bassist Scott someone? Um, what's his name? Scott Murphy. He he's in a he's in a side project we found out today with Rivers <laughs> Cuomo from Weezer. Oh, really? Whoa, which is. Really? Yeah, and it's yeah. it's all like they sing everything in Japanese. What? Oh yeah, it's, it's real bad. We listen to a song, and again, like because similar to Fallout Boy, but not as big of a scale. Like I fucking love Weezer, but uh-huh. Rivers is such a strange human being. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just like for instance, like Pinkerton is like a fucking great album, but also there's so much problematic shit on that album. It's just like, oh my god. I'm like looking into it like a couple of the other members started a band with one of the members from Mest and I was like, did someone die in Mest or something? Like what? what no, someone in Mest killed Mest. someone. The lead yeah, singer of Mest yeah. killed someone. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Proto Ronnie Radke. Like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> over, a, over a girl as well, wasn't it? Like so they were both dating the same girl. They or both dated the same girl and so the, the other guy attacked him. Christ. And he, had a, he had a knife oh. on him. That's because that's, uh, <laughs> he was the guy from Mess was acquitted as self defense. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. whatever that's worth. Um, so I feel like, is that something we might have talked about on the 155 Facebook page at some point, Alex? So I remember being yeah, like, well, oh, speaking, of, yeah, speaking of Danny from Sadie Hawkins Pod, he had yes. posted like these pictures of the guy from Mess in all these weird like poses on Instagram. That's and I was like, hey, didn't he kill someone? And Danny was like, yeah, but he got acquitted. I was like, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> he did, but he got away with it. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, what a strange time. So like, yeah, they're just an interesting, they're just an interesting band as well. Just like looking into it, it's like, wow, like they've done some weird side projects and like gotten into some weird stuff. But yeah, just the fact that they never were 
as big as a band like Newfound Glory is kind of baffling. Yeah. You know, like, was there only so much space for, you know, popular pop punk bands? I don't know. Mm. I mean, Mm. so the other question I would have for you is, do you feel like there's something um, maybe timeless about this record or that has staying power? Because what we found as we went through the covers is that the song Somewhere on Fullerton, which I think is the best song on the album, has been covered countless times and is still being covered. Like there were videos from as early as this year, sorry, as late as this year, people still covering this song. And I just oh, wow. thought that would like, I just thought I liked that song and I was like, but it turns yeah. out that's like a huge song for them. So do you feel like there's something that transcends maybe a period piece of this? Yeah, I don't know. Cause it's definitely, I would say off that album, it's definitely their most, I call it when a, when a pop punk band is like skirts the line between just a regular, you know, radio rock band, like yeah. they're radio ready. Like okay. whenever they're just about to burst. And it definitely is their most radio, I guess, ready song um, off that album. I don't know. I don't know. Like the, I, I didn't know that there were so many people covering that song kind of like when when we did last week with Sadie Hawkins the who I am hates who I've been and it was like oh wow this has just resonated with so many teenagers of that time yeah um yeah like does it have have people like put that song over like anime and like video games and that sort of stuff as well or uh, they've done some of that. Um, there was, yeah. there's another song from the record called "Stuck," and that one's been put over a lot of different. We found like an anime version. We found they put it over that uh, that Instagram post of Shaq and his family dancing. I don't know if you've seen <laughs> seen yes. that video or not, but a they classic. put like an Alistair song over that. So, I mean, it definitely <laughs> seems like there's a couple of songs on here that um, have been, you know, mined for memes and other other things like that. Yeah. I think because we were talking about it earlier today, like I slash we sort of liken Alistair to the Ataris in the sense of like they feel somewhat timeless and like one of those mainstay bands, but then they never reached that sort of commercial like huge success. And they didn't didn't quite have that song. Like Ataris had their cover of Boys of Summer, Summer, which was huge. So good. Mm. But, yeah, it – um. It's interesting because, like, I because I came into like talking to you guys this conversation complete newbie to Alistair, and uh-huh. so I checked out Last Stop Suburbia and Dead Ends and Girlfriends. I think it was okay. Um, and there's something about this one particular album that really jumped out to me. Like, this mm. feels like of and again, I'm sort of bullshitting here because I've only listened to the two, but I feel like this would definitely be the standout of their discography uh-huh. yeah so i listened to dead ends and girlfriends last stop suburbia and i can't remember what their third album is called the before the blackout, before the blackout. yeah mm-hmm. i listened to those today and yeah this is definitely this is definitely their best of those three yeah albums as well like dead ends and girlfriends it's it's definitely it's less pop than yeah. pop punk but yeah. it's like like it, it, it's very funny like but in a very self-deprecating way yeah, and then I don't know what it is like. Last stop suburbia just has that sort of almost like that, yeah, that nostalgic feel. Like, yeah, it's it's not so much about like it's not as much about like hating your town and where you're from. It's like appreciating, appreciating the 
you know the good times while they're lasting i guess yeah and then then the blackout is uh, again mostly about a breakup i think so mm. might, might have been they might have been going through a good time during last stop suburbia and then, <laughs> <laughs> well, what, three years between the two so what i thought was interesting about specifically last stop suburbia because i haven't listened to the other two in a while so i don't want to speak to those but with last stop suburbia i found that it was it still held up because as far as I could tell in listening to it a few times, there's no super problematic lyrics where a lot of bands like yes. this from this time, you find a lot of problematic lyrics. We talked about Homegrown a few weeks ago, and that's a band is just full of lyrics that should have mm-hmm. never been written. And like listening to them now is just very cringy. But I didn't find any of that with Alistair. Like it just, yeah. it was like you said, it's like, uh, it's like a nostalgia album. It's like about remembering the good times, like this perfect thing. And like some of the covers we even found, we found a guy in the Philippines who covered like all the songs from the album. He's just like Aww. in his in his bedroom with his guitar, like belting it, and he doesn't care if it's good or if it's not or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, it was almost like somehow like this last stop suburbia represents some idyllic world for some people that pop punk sometimes fails to capture because it's too it's too gate kept or it's too misogynistic or whatever. And I feel like Alistair yeah. somehow avoided all of those landmines with with at least this album yeah but then like a couple of years later with the blackout like a lot of it is yeah as i said like about a breakup but it's it's her fault and not his like right. it's always always just you know you did me wrong and i'm the victim here and right. dead ends and dead ends and girlfriends like it has some songs like like jacob which is about this boy jacob who thinks the lead singer is gay. Yeah, because I was yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was going to be super problematic. And then I read the lyrics and it's like, oh, it's actually like he's saying like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, I'm not gay. Yeah. Which you said like, it could be a case of the lady doth protest too much, but. Uh, yeah. It, I'm sort of on the fence about it because there is that bit where it's like, I can't remember the exact lyric, but it's essentially something like, if he thinks I'm gay, that's totally fine. But then he sort of is like, but I'm not. And it's just like, but you've literally just said it's like, yeah, so it just sort of like, feels. It's like hedging between like the gay panic thing, but also it's it's like the Seinfeld episode. Like, not that there's anything wrong with not, that. Not that there's exactly. anything wrong with that. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it, and even if a boy likes me, it's not the end of the world. Like that's yeah, that's cool. But it's like, but then why are you singing about this? Yeah, right? <laughs> which tells me like it could be a lived experience. Like maybe maybe there was a boy, probably not named Jacob, but like this Jacob maybe you know probably did like him yeah in high school and yeah I remember when I was in high school I had a boy say to me we should go see Brokeback Mountain as a joke and I was like <laughs> like oh that's all right no, that's, that's all right <laughs> that's a very good movie though <laughs> it um, is it's a great movie yeah exactly I think yeah like you're on the money with it like Alex and Sam in the sense of like just that one specific album, even if it didn't cement Alistair as like a mainstay band, it does feel like one that people are going to refer back to because Mm. it has that classic sense and like that sort of nostalgic feeling, like just that very earnest and wholesome sense of being young and like playing with your bros and like there's gorgeous harmonies and like really like classic elements of pop punk in it. And like it sort of reminds me like jumping forward into like the late 2000s, like All Time Low, ah, shit, what's it called? So Wrong It's Right, like that album, Mm. it has a similar feel because it's very wholesome and very like classic pop punk and it doesn't, I don't think it's overly problematic. Like I think it's, the lyrics are pretty 
okay like they passed the sniff test kind of thing but yeah. like yeah every now and then you just come across this one album where like regardless of where the band goes from there that's such a perfect piece of art that's just like right. that doesn't matter like they've released this it's perfect yeah we can hang on to this kind of thing yeah yeah so i did want to talk about one specific song because brian and i failed to talk about it and afterwards we realized that we hadn't so i <laughs> now that we're all here and it sounds like you guys have listened to the album i want to talk about the song none of my friends are punks because oh, i thought yeah. that that song what i thought it was a really interesting song to uh i think it's the closer right is that the last song yeah. on the album? i think it is yeah, yeah. um what do you make of that song i mean it's it's like ending on a joke song it's and was it a bonus track i'd have to go back and look at the physical album because That's everything on spotify so now you can't tell necessarily if they were bonus tracks or not because like the track starts like five different times before they yeah. actually get to it i think yeah like it kind of does my head in how like, of course, that's how Spotify functions, but so many of those, like, gag, like, hidden tracks and things are just missing. Or, like, for example, like, Lullaby from the start of Folly Adieu by Fall Out Boy, like, is just lost. It's not Like, there. I've got it. Yeah, course, I've got yeah. it. But, like, I'm not sure. And, like, I've claimed an old, like, CD slash cassette player from our friend mm. Richard. So if I ever do want to just do the thing of like hit backwards when you go to track one I can do that but yeah it does my head in that it, like it sort of flattens out that like hidden nature of only the real fans will stick around to hear this <laughs> right <laughs> I don't know like I'm looking at it on Wikipedia and it's it's just track 16 like it doesn't seem like they've yeah written anything about it being a bonus track or anything like that yeah I, I don't know I think it's it still has like <laughs> hidden track energy though yeah, it, it, does, it does have yeah. that energy. Yeah, unfortunately not an Easter egg or anything fun like that. Okay. I think it just, it just it sort of feels like a bit of a shit post and I kind of love it. Like <laughs> It definitely jumped out because I was like, okay, this is very scrappy compared to the rest of it. Right. But then like looking at the lyrics, it just looks like they were dicking around in the studio and like someone happened to have recorded it. Like, <laughs> like none of my friends are punks. None of my friends are punks. They've got pussy corporate jobs. So I'll sit here like a fuck. It's <laughs> like, that is just a love it. Yeah. That's just like my type of humor. I'm just like, you know what? Like go for it. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I hope it was kind of like the, the prequel to the less than Jake song. All my best friends are metalheads. Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah. But, <laughs> uh, I, I can't say I make heaps out of it beyond like just a sort of like, uh, like, <laughs> um, yeah. What do you guys make of it? Like, what are your critiques or thoughts on it? I just, I thought it was really funny. Like I had to go back and listen to it a few times. Cause like, I've got this thing where I'm listening while I'm driving. So sometimes it's like it goes in one ear and out the other. And I'm yeah. driving. I'm like, wait, what am I listening to? And I look and I'm like, oh, I'm still listening to Alistair. And it's like, just none of my friends are punk song. And so I like go back to the beginning. I'm like, wait, why do they keep starting over? And like, to me, it was just like very disorienting. Because it was like, oh, I thought the album was over. And then yeah. that's why I'm like, was it a bonus track or like a hidden track? Because it just seems like it doesn't fit in with the rest of the album, which it's not a bad thing. Like, I think it's funny and it's good, but it's just, I thought it was a very odd track to just kind of close this album with. Yeah. 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 I felt like every album from that era has like a, a classic, like joke song, like tagged mm. onto the end of it. And that, I think 
that's like the mark of a good album from that era is like if there's like a silly bonus track or a silly hidden track and that's kind of how that's kind of how i thought of it yeah, yeah. So, you go. No, I was just going to say, I appreciate that it's actually its own track as well, because a lot of the times they would just hide it at the right. end, yeah. like the last song. Like, I think it was the first used album that had yeah had the song Crazy, like, at, like you had to wait like seven minutes. That's right. Yeah. After the last song, and I didn't like the last song, so I'd be like skipping like 10 minutes to get to <laughs> Just pushing that little button on the CD player. Yeah, yeah. holding down. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. <laughs> it used to like scare the shit out of me like i'd be asleep or like yeah Yeah. i i don't know i've completely just reversed like i used to be able to fall asleep with music playing like and i needed it but now i don't like i have to have silence but um it used to freak me out when i'd have like a new cd that i'd put on and go to sleep and like you're sort of drifting off and then something starts up against like "Ah!" like yeah (laughs) i'm trying to remember that i relate to that but yeah um I think looking at the lyrics for this, like I just love the criteria as well for like how, like why they're friends and not punk. Like (laughs) they all work at corporate jobs. Okay. Fair enough. Like that's a pretty like fair enough one, but yeah, I don't know. It's just like, cause they converse with upper class while I sit here (laughs) on my ass. (laughs) 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 I think I just, I love like how misguided it is. Cause it's just like, well, no one's really that punk anymore. Like, <laughs> right. What the fuck are you talking and it's, it's about? Also, it's also basically pointing the finger at back at themselves. Like they've grown up. My friends have grown up, but I'm still in my, yeah. you know, basement <laughs> playing my guitar. Right. Well, then in the second verse, he basically brags about being an alcoholic. Like, because, yeah. you know, is it, is it all of my friends are drunks or? Yeah, all of my okay. friends. So, yeah, he yeah. Brings the, yeah, all of his friends are alcoholics, which is, I guess... I, I guess a, a flex of some sort. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's just, yeah, it's, I think, yeah, like you said, Brian, you summed it up. Like it's just got, it's got hidden track energy mm. or like, <laughs> it, I don't know. It just reminds me a bit of like, um, I think it's all by myself. Like Trey cool. It's at the end of. It's thin of dookie. It, yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. there's this, like just that really goofy thing where like they didn't need to include it but like they were obviously just fucking around and they're like yep cool let's add it on right and like that one's filthy but it just cracks me up every time because you can sort of hear them all like chuckling in the background like just yeah sort of mm-hmm. ragging on each other but yeah very silly <laughs> entirely my shit <laughs> yeah 100% no, I was just looking at um, BuzzFeed have said that Last Stop Suburbia is number 30 on their 36 all-time 36 pop punk albums you need to hear before you fucking die. And that's in the title. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> yeah. God, they're Way just too low. number yeah. 30. Yeah. Number 30. I want to see what, what I'm just I'm gonna see what num- I'm skipping way ahead to number. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. How many are there? Sorry? 36. Tell, which tell, I don't tell know. us the top five. Let's hear the top five. Yeah. So, do we have any bets or like guesses first? Ooh. When was this um, written? Uh, 2013. Okay. I feel like a blink one's got to be top five. There are two. Oh, shit. Two. So then it would be. Well, it's got to be neighborhoods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In California, <laughs> <laughs> um, It's got to be like Enema. So, so, so it's really right. Enema and Dude Ranch and Dookie 
Or mm. I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. You got the top. You got the top three. Okay. So, number five is saves the day through being cool. Oh, which nice. Is yes. Yes. Some yes. forty-one all killer no filler. Okay. Yes. Fair okay. All right. Dude Ranch. Dookie. Enema. Nice. There's a chance right. I wrote that article then, if that's the top five. <laughs> yeah. There's a slight possibility. You just couldn't remember what what, uh, what was in the top five. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out to Sadie Hawkins' pod. Reliant K squeaked in at number 36. With, with which five one? score and seven years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm going to spend a few minutes just going through this now. But Are there any I other drive through bands on there? Ooh. Is Newfound Glory on there? Midtown? Newfound Glory's got to be on there. Newfound Glory's got to be on there. Surely that, yeah. I'm sure Newfound will be like there. Like Sticks and Stones sure. has to be on there. Yeah. 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 Like that has to be in the, in the top Ooh. 10. Ooh. Alkaline Trio's Crimson, number 25. I agree. Interesting. Um, yeah, interesting choice, but I'm here yeah, right. for Crimson. Yeah, that's a, uh, not even their most pop punk album. No, no, not at all. Like, that's why I love it so much. I think it's because it's... Okay, so starting line, say it like you mean at number 20. Nice, yep. okay. Um, ooh, where are we? It was, it was also trying to like, like I recognized some of the bands on the drive-through alumni, but not all of them. Yeah. Oh, well. there we go. Sticks and Stones, number 11. Number 11. Okay. It should be higher. Well, frankly, yeah. it should be a different album, but I knew it would exactly. be Sticks yeah. and Stones. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Fall Out Boy, number nine with Take This to Your Grave. Do you agree with that? Um, I, it really, it really is the classic one. Like it falls most into that pop punk category. Like, okay. especially just considering how much of like saves the day, like through being cool, they sort of pinched from it, if that makes sense. Like, hmm. can you rank um, the fallout boy albums from worst to best in your opinion? Shit. Hang on. Um, <laughs> let me pull up. <laughs> Let me pull up my dossier. On uh, <laughs> I have really wanted to do that at some point. Um, because yeah, friend of our pod, Richard S. He and I wrote it's like a ten thousand word article. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you should have this ranking probably... memorized, shouldn't you? Like, <laughs> I know, I really should, but here we are. Um, so, and I always sort of change my mind as well. So, like, worst would have to be American Beauty, American Psycho, the remix album. Closely followed by American Beauty, American Psycho, because that is just trash. Um, I wasn't a fan of Paxam Days, and I think that's mostly in hindsight because, like, Ryan Adams worked on it, and fuck Ryan Adams. Um, mm -hmm. Fuck Ryan Adams, for sure. Yeah, Phoebe Bridges <laughs> is everything. Um, While well, you wear a Phoebe Bridges shirt. I am. I am wearing my Phoebe Bridges shirt, Yes. Okay, so we're going to skip live albums and stuff. I probably should have skipped sure, the yeah. remix. So then, all right, ABAP is the worst. Uh, oh, see, this is hard. Fuck. Um, oh, my God. Can I ask you to do it first and then I just have a bit more time to get my shit together? Because I genuinely don't know. This is Sophie's choice. So, I mean, I think the worst one is Mania. What? I think that's like that's the one I just won't listen to. Like I think that's Fair garbage. And then after that, I would say probably uh, probably American Beauty, American Psycho, and yeah. then then it gets like really hard. But probably yeah. probably after that, I'd say take this to your grave. 
Yep. Then probably save rock and roll. Then mm -hmm. infinity on high, folly do, and then from under the cork tree, I think is their best one. Right. I yeah. I feel like those five, like from take it to your grave through save rock and roll i find it really hard to it's it gets, it's really hard yeah uh -huh. yeah it's like choosing between your children of which and what i, I really appreciate like. about fall boy and those five records specifically is that they're so different yet it's yeah. very clear like it's con it's cohesively the same band but they're so yeah. different that it's hard to say one is better than the other because they're not alike that's exactly it and like it's not as rare as i think it is but i feel like it is quote rare end quote to have such a quality body of work consistently over that long of a time period like yeah, yeah like my friend or our friend Richard and I like we essentially just wrote like what is it about these guys that makes them so timeless because like a lot of their peers have sort of fallen by the wayside like why are they still around and it's yeah like they just they experimented a lot with different sounds but not in a way that felt like ingenuine like yeah. they were just experimenting and they're fucking good at it and they kind of grew with their audience as well yeah, yeah. and i think yeah. that's and i and grew I, up i was like a huge elton john fan so any band that can yes. land elton john on a guest spot yeah. like it's, that's that's all i need really like, such a good yeah my god but oh, yeah i think for me the top i don't know i think like say rock and roll was just such a um definitive like mission statement coming back into things like after their breakup like mm -hmm. you it's like I guess the only other experience I have this closely with it would be California from Blink and look I think it's fine <laughs> I, I, quite enjoy, <laughs> I quite enjoy Cali but um like yeah I just remember like hearing the news that Fallout Boy back and like just yeah, that first single like slapped and then the album was really good. And then the subsequent like music videos, like the whole package was just really interesting. Um, oh, those music videos, like that's my favourite thing that Fall Out Boy's ever done. Yeah. Because I don't really like Fall Out Boy, but yeah, those music <laughs> videos were incredible. Yeah. yeah. Just everyone getting progressively darker and darker Oh as my well. God, yeah. Um, I'm just sort of talking around it now because I'm procrastinating. Right, on yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to, you're like Brian over here. You just don't want to take a stance on I Fallout know. Boy. Well, look, I'm just, I'm just at the top of the episode, but I just, yeah, I want. Well, you slammed Pete mostly. I know. And that's like, I loved Pete so much as a teen and I still find him super fascinating, but just, yeah, I don't know. I, it's just a lot of things when you're an adult, you're like, that was actually not okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I still think Mania is very good, but I fully understand why you're just like, get fucked. No, like, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Did you ever listen to Soul Punk, like Patrick's side stuff? I tried, I couldn't. I tried really? once. I was like, no, this is not for me. Uh, I guess that kind of makes sense then as to why Mania didn't really gel with you because it's just sort of way off base from the rest of, yeah. Yeah. But, oh, man. I felt very cool asking Patrick about that. Like, so what was it like recording Solid Pump? <laughs> right. Like, I could talk about that forever. I was like, ha yes. <laughs> um, anyway, we're not talking about Fallout Boy. We're talking about Alistair. I feel like I'm... So, so just to be clear, you're not going to commit 
to ranking the top five Fallout Boy albums. Oh, yeah. You're just, <laughs> oh, just like, All right. On mic, you're saying you won't rank them. Man, you're, you almost got away with it. Yeah, too. you're riding me hard on this one, guys. Um, let's go. All right. So I'm going to go one to five. So okay. number one. And one being best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One being best. So, all right. Let's go. Shit. Um, Richard, I apologize because I'm going to disagree with this as soon as I've said it. So number one, let's go Folly Adieu. Number two, Infinity. Number three, Cork Tree. Number four, Take This to Your Grave. Number five, Save Rock and Roll. No, I think I that's, think like- I, I don't think there's a wrong Ooh. answer. So. I know, that, that feels okay for today, but I'm for probably going to wake up. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's locked in. That's the definitive. Right. Can't, yeah, that's yeah, going to be on your gravestone. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to tweet the audio clip of you ranking those every day forever. So you can never <laughs> escape that. <laughs> Look, that might drum up some listens to our pod, so we'll, go for it. Like. We'll continue it until Pete responds to it. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Just, just don't listen to the first half of the episode. I know. Just right, like, yeah. You're going to have to take this to your grave. Exactly. Yeah. I'll take it to mine. Um, who was that? There was like a Twitter account or something where like someone just tweeted at a certain celebrity every day trying to get them to respond. I can't remember who it was. Well, there was the guy that was so many that was going to eat a picture of Jason Siegel every day until Jason Siegel <laughs> ate a picture of him. Don't know how long that lasted. Uh, someone cool. had the bot that was tweeting at Tom DeLong to try to get him to go on Blink-155. Yeah. I remember seeing that. <laughs> oh, man. So close. But, yeah. And I remember there was, like, someone... I think Kendrick Lamar, like someone was like threatening to like blend up one of his records and eat it or something. That's, I think they did, didn't they? <laughs> I think they did. Whoa, and classic. I just got out of surgery. For, and like, I think I was still like recovering from like being under anesthetic. So I just had such a visceral like yeah. taste of like blended up vinyl in my throat when I read that. I was just like, <laughs> like as soon as talked to Sam, I'm like, this is so upsetting. I was like, then stop reading it. I was just like, but no, it's like, yeah. It's like the, the day you came back home from work after reading the Chuck Palahniuk short story. Oh. I don't know. I don't know how much we, we describe about that, but you just were like, that and the the Fallout Boy film clip where they're feeding each other. Young they're... volcanoes, yeah, where they're feeding each other each other. I was like, eh, just like look. just like you coming home, just like I don't want to talk right now. <laughs> hey, uh, babe, how's your day? I don't want to talk uh, about it. Oh, uh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> right. Okay, so before we wrap things up, I want to give you a chance to plug your pod, Punk Goes Pod. I mean, what what do you what can you say that? Uh, Draw the draw listeners in. Tell tell our five listeners why they should be listening to your podcast. <laughs> cool. So hopefully, like by the end of this, we'll have five more. Listeners. Yeah, that'd so, be like, cool. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Shit. Uh, so we are the internet's only mm. podcast that chronicles the Fearless Records Punk Goes series. So essentially, every week we take a Punk Goes cover and compare it to the original to answer the age-old question of hell yeah or yeah nah. As we say, I was going to say in the US of A for some reason, no. In, in the AU of S. Yeah. <laughs> AU of I mean, we're essentially just US 2.0 at this point and that's Ugh. like in the worst Oof. possible way. Yeah, um, that's not a good thing for sure. I know, <laughs> and I don't mean it as a good thing. Um, so 
Yeah, we can be found on Twitter at Punk Goes Pod. We do technically have Instagram, but I haven't updated it since like last year. And I like posted a picture of Taylor Swift and Marilyn Manson, which has aged really poorly. Ooh. In <laughs> yeah. Um, Not a good you can look. hit us. I know. It's like, ooh, I'm going to go back and delete that. Um, you can hit us up on Gmail at Punk Goes Pod if you feel like. Just yeah. sending us some mail. Fuck it. Why not? Um, but yeah, basically, if you are either a punk goes completionist or if you just had anything to do with those albums as a teen. Or if you just like the sounds of our voice. Exactly. We've been told many times we have very good banter, which is... Yes. I, I hate I, banter as a concept. I mean, it's it, it goes with the territory of being in a relationship for 10 years. But this yeah, is sure. True. Um, but yeah, no, come on board if you enjoy that kind of nonsense talk every week and we can deliver so as far as you guys have gotten is it generally is it typically hell yeah or is it usually yeah nah what what is what is more typical i feel like there's been more hell yeah than yeah yeah, nah we should maybe graph this just yeah data like we'll just release a spreadsheet every week Um, i want to do like a special episode where we rank like i don't know the first hundred songs that we've done and then go by yeah how how our response was to it i guess we could do like one of those brackets they were like huge in lockdown for some reason remember yeah. that like hot minute mm-hmm. when brackets were huge um bracket season yeah i know yeah. it's bracket season baby. <laughs> but, um, i do think we we generally are more positive about it but yeah every now and then we get one that's just so bad it makes us really angry like yeah and for instance, like we have a Chris Brown song at some point where we're just like, oh. you know what? Like, yeah, I kind of don't want to do Chris. I kind of don't want to do it. I just want to do like a Rihanna song instead. Yeah. So yeah. we'll probably oh, okay. just release a 30 second thing being like, fuck Chris Brown, the end. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But. And like upcoming song, California Love is uh, like the original is terrific, but then the cover is super cringy. Yeah. yeah. As you could expect. Yeah. But I think it's just been rewarding because I know for me and like we've talked about this a lot on the pod and I promise we'll let you guys go and go to sleep at some point um <laughs> like we only had so much like time in the day bandwidth on our family computers mm. like attention available in our tiny little teenage brains to like dive into like a couple of bands properly which is why for example like I fucking love Fallout Boy to the exclusion of other bands because I just never right. had the time to. Um, you only really discovered new bands when you would go on LimeWire and yeah. you would put in like you put right. in like Newfound Glory and then like you'd see like somewhere down the line like oh Alistair okay I'll listen yeah. to that right <laughs> and so especially with Punk Goes I used to be very picky about it because I was like okay I know this band or I know this song. So I just sort of cherry picked the ones I wanted to listen to. So it's been cool going back and listening to the full spectrum of what was on offer because... Except in later offerings, it's now more views towards more like metalcore. Yeah, like easycore kind of stuff. Which you do not like. No, but that in itself is an interesting (laughs) thing to sort of work with because otherwise I'll just sort of be like, I don't like it and then just never (laughs) engage with it ever. Yeah, yeah, so it's been... Not a fan of Easycore, huh? Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> but um, I know, look, I there's only so much, like, <laughs> I can handle. Um, fair, fair. I don't know. 
but, right, I'll handle all of it for us. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, that was me answering the question on our behalf, but yep. I assume that you're on board with that too. Perfect. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. All right. Well, Emma, Sam, thank you so much for joining us. It's been great. Thank, thank you, you for having us. Thank you for having us. It's been a pleasure. Yes. Yep. Yeah. There's nothing left to do but crank it up loud It's popping through my head and it's knocking me out It doesn't really matter what's going on now Cause all I wanna do is keep the radio playing all night long We love the radio playing all night long Cause the radio